And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we needed some way to talk about stuff that was not always fun, and we needed to be able to do it in an environment with people who were same-minded, which is you. Paulus's follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. It's kind of hard to miss me if you just go looking for me. S-H-U-J-I-N. After that, you're kind of on your own. You can figure it out from there. Let me go ahead and introduce you to who we have currently. That's going to change as we go along, and I'll explain part of that in a couple moments. From uh, southeast of me, outside of the nation's capital, more than four pages worth of man, unrenowned tech. Good morning. Hey, uh, good morning to Stephanie, and I think that says feel it, feel us. Yes. Yeah, I gotta up the uh, the size of the font. I'm getting old, man. Yeah, even my reading glasses don't work. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly right. So up yours, man. <laughs> and from back over the pond over into Paris, France. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. Uh, so, yeah, uh, right now it's just the three of us. That is uh, that is going to change uh, momentarily. Dallin is going to be running a couple of minutes late. He's uh, He's got stuff that's kind of needing to be finalized. Uh, such happens. Uh, he does have his uh, computer up and running, so that worked out very nicely last week. Uh, we had a good show last night, which worked out very nicely. Uh, I am also going to be hopefully having uh, somebody joining us from uh, up Canada way, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, I will explain in. Uh, I'll explain a little bit if he does actually make it. Uh, I'm sincerely hoping so. I am going to uh, let everybody know ahead of time that I I do have my uh, I do have my wine, and I am just uncorking it now because it's kind of a necessary thing. Did I read Niagara on there? Yes, you did. Ooh, Canadian white. It must be white. Uh, it, it is a white. It is uh, specifically from the guys that I get it from every year. Oh, okay. this, is the, this is the really good stuff. It is a white. It is... Okay, here's the story on it. I did, at one point, offer a bottle to a gentleman that we've had on the show before, uh, known in the furry community as Uncle Kage, which was uh, Sam... Uh, uh, Sam, Sam Conway. And he's been on the show uh, a couple of times with us. Nice guy. A uh, bit of a pain in the ass. He, uh, if you check my personal YouTube page, you will see that I did get a short video with him at uh, Fertile Equinox this past, uh, this past March. Uh, almost a month ago, as a matter of fact. And uh, nice guy. I offered him a, a bottle and I warned him that this stuff goes down really smooth like grape juice and he in his inimitable fashion because he is a chemist at at uh at, at, by professional uh, my good sir the, the way he talks my good sir you you do realize of course that wine by its very definition is grape juice thanks sam yeah i i i kind of know that it's just 
you pain my ass. You know what? Fine. It's, it's just, the worst part of it was I was recording myself at the time, and I had that somewhere on on. I was gonna say on tape, but nobody uses tape anymore. But uh, yeah, I've, I've got that somewhere. I'll have to I'll have to dig that out one of these days. So I actually have. Uh, not many people know, but uh, there is a severe loss of my memories before a certain age due to a trauma I experienced as a kid. One of the few memories I still have is of sitting in elementary school next to my mom and my mom on my left, my dad on my right, my sister's up on stage, yeah, they're doing the thing. And one of the ladies jokingly talks about how they could make the show more interesting with her baby because she had her baby and a baby bottle. And she goes, I could put wine in this thing and nobody would notice. And she was holding up the baby bottle. And all I could think of myself is, why would you drink wine at a school recital? Being an adult now, now I understand. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway. So, um, of course, as always, everybody, thank you for joining us. If you are you know, with us live right now, of course, please feel free to take advantage of the live chat so that we can, you know, chat up with you guys. Um, I would request probably request is the best way of putting it i would request that if you uh if you haven't already gotten a little something to drink and uh truth be told i really don't care what it is um to consider joining me because uh, at the end of this opening i will have and for the record by the way i did get as a perk uh, a little tumbler from uh, fertile equinox so a little one tumbler which was which was nice so i decided that uh considering it an honor is probably the uh best way to do it is that one uh without the stem uh, correct it, uh, yeah those are nice yep it encourages you to drink quicker so you don't overwarm the wine with your heat from your hand something like that that's my excuse anyway <laughs> i'm sticking to it fair enough <laughs> and uh like i said uh i was fortunately able to get a a buddy of mine to be able to join us so from up montreal way felly thank you very much for uh joining us tonight and uh go ahead and introduce yourself for everybody uh, good evening guys introduce myself i'm just some guy who makes hot sauce up here in montreal I was going to say, all those ingredients in the back corner there over your right shoulder, it's like, well, he's either making vape juice or something to eat. No, those are those are the small bottles of the hot sauce that uh, survived Fertile Equinox. Yep. For the record, uh, Feli is the owner, operator, and mad scientist for Dark Bunny Sauces. Uh, we have, uh, I've, I've talked on several occasions about how, uh, how much fun we have that, uh, he, he has, he has actually gone a couple of times and gone, okay, I've got something that I want for you to try. And I'm, I'm, I'm very honored when that happens because it's like, shit, he actually trusts my opinion on something. That's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of hot sauces. In fact, um. Uh, an acquaintance of mine picked me up uh, some salt that was infused with a the Trinidad Scorpion, not not the one that's like number seven, the one that's number two. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bag of that in my cupboard in the kitchen it, right now. It, 
it, it it's great on potatoes. A lot of these hot sauces are uh, really good on stuff. Um, uh, for full uh, for full disclosure, also, uh, Philly and I have known each other through uh, Fertile Equinox. Uh, he is a member of the furry community, and like like myself, he did not know uh, Dog Bomb personally, but uh, I asked him to join us because he has he has been to a lot more socially in the furry communities and knows uh, a little bit of the social structure as well. And I wanted to make sure that I had, uh, I had you very specifically for exactly this reason. So thank you for taking whatever time you can give us tonight. I really do appreciate it. Always a pleasure. I appreciate it. So, um, yeah, well, I'll make sure that uh, if anybody wants to find, I'll just do the plug early. I'll make sure it's all in the show notes. Uh, Somebody wants to find Dark Bunny Sauces. It's darkbunnysauces.ca. Uh, darkbunny.ca. Darkbunny.ca. So, uh, and and I will say that the naming convention is fun until you get to one very specifically called uh, Oops. Narwhal! Yes! Is it bacon-flavored? No, the bacon-flavored one is the uh, succulent swine. Succulent swine. It looks like I'm going to have to get the swine and the narwhal. Uh, I'm going to have to cook them both, but sure. <laughs> well, it's, what do you mean? Oh, you make them to order? Well, no, but seeing as we just had the convention, I kind of went through uh, 500 of the 550 bottles of sauce that I had. I so don't need I'm, much delivery. I'm more than willing to wait. <laughs> not a problem then. Yeah. Especially considering that I got the what was it was it a one liter of oops I think it was yes I got a big jug of this what what, what is oops that 30, 32 ounce jug uh, the growler yeah what what is oops made out of it, it's a barbecue sauce that I screwed up when I made it the first time and but you've been so making good. it the same way ever since people seem to like it so I kept on making it <laughs> it works out good that barbecued way, so. beaver. We'll, 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 we'll discuss a little bit more. <laughs> Sorry. We'll discuss more a, a little bit later and, and kind of work it from there. But anyway, let me go ahead and get the, uh, let me go ahead and get the opening out of the way uh, because I need to make sure that I've got uh, everything in place over here. So where is my timer? There it is. So with five minutes on the clock, five minute freestyle and my pouring starts now. And I titled it Salute because, well, it's kind of what it's going to be. Because it's one of those items where we don't like to have to say goodbye or so long or, or see you later. As a social species, we don't like to be alone. And we know full well that sooner or later we kind of have to be the one to have to leave the party, as Hitchens once said, knowing full well that the party's going to keep going on. It's going to be there. Just can't have any fun anymore. And that's that's just kind of part of the human condition. And Dog Mom basically knew full well that that was going to be the case for him. But that the party was going to get more and more and more just not fun. I mean, let's face it, when somebody says, hey, let's pull out Twister, and you basically have noodle legs, that's 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 not fun anymore. 
and before anybody goes ahead and says well yeah i mean twister sucks anyway the the metaphor might be kind of lost because uh, kind of left off a little piece of it all part of the reason why he decided that he was gonna well forgive me for wording it this way check out early if you can even call it that is because he had als otherwise known as lou gehrig's disease he knew what he was going to be up against and he was mostly confined to a wheelchair for getting around and he was having muscle atrophy and he knew that it was just not going to get better it's just not and he decided to do something that my wife and i kind of had to decide to do and that was to take the situation by the horns and just take control of the piece that you could for dog bomb he decided that he was going to leave with his faculties intact with his spirits high with his friends and family and family of choice with him and to go out on his own terms to not have als steal his life from him in a quivering incontinent heap he decided that going out in his own way was the way to go for my wife and i it wasn't nearly as big a thing it was when her cancer treatments were taking away her hair I know, I know, it's not nearly in the same ballpark, but it's kind of the same in that it's a bad situation. And you know it's going to be a bad situation. And for my wife, losing, you know, losing one breast because of a mastectomy when, you know, she, you know, she was the one that taught me her words. Cleavage is an art form all unto itself. Her words. I've never forgotten. So when you've only got, you know, half cleavage, it, it kind of takes a little something away from you when that was one of the things that you, know, you, you prided yourself for. The other was her hair. And when it started to come out in handful clumps just from being showered, you know, it... it it took a little piece of her away. It made her feel like she wasn't going to be pretty because, you know, clumps of hair. And what do I do? Hun, you got two choices. You either go with knowing full well that you're going to keep losing bits and pieces of hair, or you take it by the bullhorns and you just shave it off now. You claim that piece of your territory and you just say, you know what? Fine. Screw you. And that's what we did. I helped her and she was still beautiful to me. It really was. And for dog bomb, even though he couldn't really walk a lot, he couldn't run at all he decided that he was still going to be a beautiful human being and just say, you know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to have a smile. I'm going to let you know that it's all okay. 
and I'm going to write a note for that doctor that's going to have my body when it all is said and done and tell him, do what you got to do. Learn what you got to learn and know that I support you and want you to have a great career. I don't normally use the expression, but I cannot help but be moved by a soul like that. Dog bomb to you, to all of you who are facing whatever adversity and have said, I'm going to take it my way. We salute y'all. To all of you. Salute. Kampai. Lachayim. It's episode 255 on the docket, Your Honor. Dog bomb. Normally, I do not make my opening about the show itself. So for me to put them both together is is really kind of a, a weird situation. So you can probably imagine that this is going to be this is going to be a bit of a big one. And we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack. And I'm sincerely hoping and expecting that some of the rest of the furry community will have seen the posts uh, on Facebook and Twitter and will consider joining us and chiming in in the live chat. So if you are from the fur community, of course, you know, welcome, join us. Uh, if you're not, if you're from, let's say, one of the uh, atheist communities or secular groups, again, please join us because this isn't about the furry community specifically. It isn't about the secular community. This is about just being human and having to deal with having our people around us. So, unfortunately, I don't have any new information for you guys uh, on the situation for Rafe Badawi. Again, much more the norm than the not is the way that it is. So, as of the recording of tonight's show, yes, it's now been six years, nine months, 23 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes, are, our thoughts are still with you and your family, and we're still hoping for you. We're still hoping. So with that out of the way, um, like I said, this this particular situation hits uh, the furry community uh, a lot more than some of the other stuff. So we will... I'm sorry, I had something that was coming up on... Joseph's basically saying that he can't hear anymore, so he's going to listen to the YouTube link. So he's going to be delayed in his okay. responses. So we need to make sure that we give him a chance, basically. Okay, so I'll I'll work with that. Uh, Joseph, I'll I'll get to you uh, in in just a couple of moments. Uh, if you want to, you know, of course, as always, you know, if you want to drop out and come back in again and see if that solves, cool. Don't worry about it. I'll just keep a I'll just keep a look see. Uh, three seconds, three seconds. Isn't that bad? Okay. So, um, Feli, let me, let me kind of talk with you a little bit on this first, because, uh, like I said, we've, we've interacted a lot with, uh, frontal equinox and I 
kind of shoehorned a, a, a thing at the end of Fernal Equinox for uh, a couple of years that um, kind of, uh, well, let, I, I, I didn't have exactly have the opportunity of talking with you about it a little bit. Uh, we, we've got to make some minor changes to it all, but let's kind of explain what it is that, that I, I did with your um, help and whatnot at the end of Fertile Equinox for a couple of years during well, the dead dog. When I was running the dead dog party at uh, Fernal, you would we would put aside a few minutes um, where we would toast those from the fandom that impacted people's lives and were now lost. Um, it was a super touching thing. And I know that originally there was no plan behind it. It just kind of happened. Um, I was more than happy to give up the space during the dead dog for you, for you to lead the toast. And it seems to have become a little more of a tradition. Sadly, I wasn't at the dead dog this year. Um, for the first time in nine years, I had the opportunity to go out for dinner with a bunch of friends. Uh, but I, from what I understand, you did do it again this year. I think I saw a photograph of it at least. Um, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong on that front. No, I, um, no, I, I, I did get to do it. Uh, I didn't know that any pictures or videos or anything had made it this particular time. Uh, there was one that popped up on one of the chat rooms that I'm in, and it was somebody go in relation to the to dog bomb. Basically, said I know what is going to be uh, said at next year's dead dog party. Um, and you know what? Even though I'm not running the dead dog there any longer, I'm more than more than supportive of that. It's something that I have a feeling that the community needs. We've all lost people one way or another, whether it's personal lives, whether it's through the fandom family, friends, uh, just people that you've heard of. And depending on the impacts that they've had on people's lives, it really does take a chunk out of you. And it's cathartic just to toast them and remember what they've done for people. Yeah. In the, uh, in the, in the sci-fi circles, in the, in the gaming circles and whatnot tech, uh, I know for well that, you know, from the guys over in Lee Dangerous, you know, there've been, there have been items where planets or stations have been named for folks that have been impactful or, or meaningful. And uh, I have to, I have to imagine that, you know, in, in the, in the gaming circles that you've been in or sci-fi or whatever, that similar things have, have happened that you've known about too. No. Now I haven't seen as much in the video game part. I haven't been part of any kind of groups that were that significant um, or be take part in games that allow for that to take place where you can actually make a monument that anybody can visit that is around as long as the game is around kind of thing. Cause I, I didn't get into those games a lot. Um, and a lot of the ones I do play, they differ from server to server. So not so much. However, on the opposite side of that, same coin in the board game community that I'm part of and have been part of for quite a while now. At the start of each year, they do this gala, if you will. And we crunch the numbers and the stats, who won what game the most, who did played the most 
games with uh, dice, yada, 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 little prizes, little things here and there. And we end up funding it ourselves through door prize. It's a nice system. We also have, uh, at the end, though, a presentation for those who are no longer there. And some of those people are no longer there because well, they're gone. Uh, they've moved or they found, you know, they stopped showing up for some reason or they've died. And, you know, it's a way of remembering the times, the good times we had with those people and the interactions that we had with those people. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for somebody's not dead if you can remember them. You may not be able to make new memories, but you can relive those other memories you have of them and keep them alive. And more importantly, you can share them with others. True that. Uh, and uh, forgive me, I kind of forgot uh, one item before I get over one other thing. Uh, I forgot to let everybody know that uh, Feli is from Canada up Montreal way. Wanted to make sure that everybody understood that part because finally just joining us from the left coast. Dallin was finally able to make it from Al Calgary way. Good morning, man. Or good, good evening, morning. I should say. Hi. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> Hi. Hey. G'day, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so like Oh, okay. No, I, no, I got, you're I gotta, not going to no. go off on that, are you, you hoser? I, I, I got to <laughs> give him that one, eh? Because <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he beat me to it. Well, the natives, so of course he's going to beat off. me to it. He can apologize later. Okay, wait, I'm in Montreal. I should be swearing in French, shouldn't I? <laughs> so so there, there is going to be at least one tab out of knock before the end. The night is over, right? <laughs> oh, I can get it out of the way now. God, you have to knock. Okay, done. I only, uh, there was a guy, he would, um, I used to work with him. He would go around muttering that all the time. He's not from Quebec. He just liked the, the sound of it. And for me, I, I can't remember what it means. Mutter what? Tabernacle. Tabernacle. Like is in yeah. tabernacle? Uh, no. That's yes. the word. In, in, in Quebecois, most of, the most of the swear words are religious based. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I think I like this. <laughs> yeah, it'd be basically the same, uh, the same as if I were to, w which I do. Every once in a while, I will just keep muttering bollocks. Yeah, and and you know, yeah. people just kind of look at me and they're like, uh, "That sounds familiar." You don't have half a clue what I just said, do you? You have no idea how bad I just swore at something because I can't use the grand poobah of all swear words in Italian because uh, no. No, no, I, I'm not going to do that. Although one of the great grand swear words in Japanese is loosely translates as idiot, as in stupid, as in don't you have enough brain cells to know how to breathe and think at the same time? Yeah, I guess I not. I, I think I've heard that one said about five different ways, uh, depending on how long one particular syllable is uh, drawn out. It all comes down to this: if uh, if there uh, if there's a, a dragon maid involved, it doesn't matter. It's just yeah. it is. What it is. There's a couple of people right now who know anime who are just like, oh, I get the reference. Look at the 
I haven't seen a single thing of it. All I've seen yeah. is the intro, so whatever. It's all, it's all good. Oh, okay, but you don't want me to go find the, uh, the the Chinese curses again, do you? That didn't work. I've got the PDF still somewhere. We still haven't. <laughs> we, we still have not memorized any of those damn things, and we really should. I, I might have to do that as a refresher course one, one Friday night just for the hell of it. Uh, for those of you that are wondering uh, out in podcast land there what I'm talking about, I ran across a website uh, a couple of years ago. It was the uh, 15 most offensive Chinese curses used in Firefly. And, and we wanted brothers. We, and, oh, we, we wanted we wanted to just memorize them to use them on the yeah, Friday night show. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you. Um, I'm pretty sure if you said at least three of these to the Queen of England, you'd kill her. Um. Yeah, you know, I was I was about to say she's about as old as Betty White, so I, I don't know that that's necessarily a really high bar to push at this point. You know. Well, I was actually trying. Well, I was trying to epitomize somebody who would be like you know as straight laced as possible, because this would shatter them. Good point. <laughs> um, and uh, by the way, for anybody that's uh, kind of wondering why Joseph isn't talking just yet, it's because that that whole delay thing. Well, we'll work through it. We'll work through it. So it's it's just gonna be a little bit tricky, is all. Mm. I've I've hosted through worse situations. We'll get through this too. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So um, now that now that you're here, Dallin, uh, let me yeah. go ahead and grab you on this one. As far as uh, as far as Dog Bomb was concerned. Uh, you've had the opportunity of hitting uh, a couple of other fur cons besides, you know, AC with with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, did you know? Uh, have what kind of things had you heard, or what kind of impacts you've you've known about, or for you, like in terms of the community in general? Well, considering that he, if you'll forgive my indelicacy, he mm. kind of checked out on Friday. So yeah, know. no. Um, I I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter. Uh, last, you know, on Friday about this, today's the day. And to that, up to that point, like, honestly, I don't have my ear to the ground uh, in the furry community very much these days. Um, so after I saw these tweets and then I saw these, like, just thousands of responses and all these other people retweeting and stuff, I had to go back and find out, okay, what's this all about? And I just, I remember sitting there after I found out, I just kind of sat in my seat and I don't know, just, just kind of, wow. Like, A, it sucks because nobody should ever have to, nobody that young should have to make, to make that decision. You know, but at the same time, doing what he did. Now, I, I don't know the details of, of the how. Like, was it assisted? Did he? It was assisted, but how exactly, I don't know. And truth be told, I don't really know that that's necessarily germane. Okay, the only reason I was asking is um, I was talking to somebody about it who, again, did know Dog Mom was, but is part of the part of the whole thing um and they had mentioned that uh isn't it illegal 
still in the US. I know up in Canada, it was a fight for the longest time. Um, what the hell was her name? There's a there's a lady out in BC, um, and she had been fighting for years to um, to have an assisted uh, taking of her own life. Um, she had been a chronic smoker for years, and she was living every day in pain. But she couldn't get a doctor assisted suicide done because, well, the government wouldn't let her, and. It was in the news all the time, but for the life of me, I can't remember her name. Let's see if I can find it. Okay. While you're looking that up, uh, yeah. by the way, uh, folks, uh, we're still trying to figure out what we can do for Joseph. It's not looking good. Every once in a while, we have a little bit of a problem with the Hangout system that Google uses, where one of the participants will not be able to hear one of the others or several of the others. Um, and the way that we kind of were able to solve it once before was for me as the host to completely drop out, disconnect the whole damn thing, reconnect into it, reinitialize it, and have everybody rejoin. The problem of it is that that gets us into an area where I might end up completely losing the transmission and recording, which we at, at this point now that we're going is not a real likely so Joseph's is going to try one more time to reconnect hopefully be able to hear us otherwise he's not going to be able to really talk very much at all because he can't at the last time out he couldn't hear any of us so it went from yeah i can't hear him let me reconnect oh i can't hear anybody yeah so we will see back with us so we will see how it is uh, joseph you can hear me at this point I don't know if you can or if you can't. You're not muted. I'm guessing that's a maybe not. Because he remuted himself and we'll go from there. Okay, anyway. So we're we're we'll figure it out in a second. Anyway, um Ah, here uh, it is. I I can hear you. Oh, oh there I we can are. Hear you too, Joseph. Okay, Hello. let's okay, so let's see if you can hear Tech, say hi. Hey, what's up? Yep. Felly? I'm still here. I can hear you all. That's amazing. And you heard Dallin, so awesome. Good. Okay, I, I I got the article or the, okay. the person I was talk I was thinking about. Her name was Sue Rodriguez. Um traditional uh, traditional Canadian name. <laughs> well it's funny, she was born in Winnipeg, so go figure. Um, actually born Susan Jane Shipley, so I, I think she married. Could be. Um, an interesting coincidence, though. Um, she was a Canadian right-to-die activist, and in 1991, she was diagnosed with ALS and was given two years to live. Uh, she ultimately, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting verbatim from Wikipedia here, so... Uh, it's okay. No, just if anybody wants to throw, you know, what is it? Uh, Make sure I've got the link for later. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, she ultimately made, ultimately made the decision to end her life and sought the assistance of a doctor that to that end. However, none would help her because under Section 241B of the nation's criminal code, um, any doctor that does it could uh, spend up to 14 years in jail. 
Well, I'm I'm guessing then at that point it would have been considered basically murder, which I mean, considering you know, 14 years in jail, I could see murder with extenuating circumstances. So I don't know, manslaughter. Anyway. Well, anyways, um, here. So I'm assuming that she put through the uh, the courts in order to have that changed around then. Uh, she did, but on September 30th of 1993, um, this is the Supreme Court. Uh, they decided in a 5-4 vote against her. On February 12th, 1940, 1994, she did. Uh, she did get a doctor, and the doctor's inter intervention was arranged by Member of Parliament Sven Robinson, uh, who was regarded as one of Rodriguez's most prominent, prominent supporters. Uh, he was present at her death. Uh, however, by her request, her ex-husband Henry and their son Cole were not. Um, an investigation was undertaken, but no charges were laid against Robinson. Uh, he has vowed never to reveal the anonymous doctor's identity. Uh, but that being said, uh, on June 7th, 2016, physician-assisted suicide became legal in Canada as the result of a similar Supreme Court case, uh, Carter versus Canada. Um, and I was at, that was one of the first articles I found um, when I was looking for this one. Uh, the court unanimously, unanimously struck down parts of Section 241B and Section 14 of the Criminal Code, which the justices ruled unjustifiably infringed on section seven of the charter of rights and freedoms. So it started with Sue, but it ended with this, uh, this Carter individual. And what is seven roughly? Sorry. Well, it said that it invalidated part of uh, section seven, uh, section seven of the, of the charter of rights and freedoms. Let me, uh, let me find what that is. But first, I'm just going to throw the link to the article. Appreciate it. Yeah, let me see. I'll make sure that's in the uh, show notes for later. Okay, just let me type this in. You know, I was I was about to give you shit for you know how the hell do you not know you know the 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 first the first ten parts of your bill of rights or equivalent of it? I'm like. Oh shit! What's the what's the seventh amendment to the Constitution? Uh, I was going to say, can, can you quote the Constitution verbatim? Until you can, shut up. I know the first one. I know. I know what the third amendment is. Most people don't even think about that one. Oh, okay. Here it is. Section seven of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms is a constitutional provision that protects protects an individual's autonomy and personal legal rights from actions of the government in Canada. There are three types of protection within this section. The right to life, the right to liberty, I've only had one cup of coffee all day, sue me, and the right to security of the person. Denials of these rights are constitutional only if the denials do not breach what is referred to as fundamental justice. Um, so I guess the, the way that they looked at it was probably in the line of this is what they have chosen to do with their body. And that is not something that we have jurisdiction to override because it's their body. Yeah. And it's, it's also right to life. 
So it's your life to do with as you choose. And if you choose to end it for whatever reason, technically speaking, section seven protects your ability to do that. Now, now, okay, that I imagine when they started, when they first started looking at this, someone said that, and they said, that's a reach. Because even after I said it, I felt, you know, the, it, it, it felt like a bit of a, an interesting interpretation of it. But um, I think that's where they went out. I think that's how they were able to, uh, to defeat that uh, part of the criminal code. It's an interesting. It's an interesting way about it, Joseph. Uh, now that I've, now that you can actually hear me and I can finally get to you, uh, I wanted to kind of put it over your way, uh, like I like I warned you about before. Um, the idea of being able to choose one's own death is uh, something that over here in the United States, the the let's face it, the prissy country that we are, you know, the whole the whole thing about bodily autonomy and and choosing our own time to to die is one of those things that for us is totally squeamish and and like crazy uh for for canada obviously they they went ahead and said you know um we may not like it but you kind of got that right in there because well that's kind of the way that the right the right is well it's yeah it's an icky topic yeah you know <laughs> honestly i think uh i think of the states um religion uh, helps take care of the icky topics by saying it's, you know, verboten, basically. Yeah. So well, they decide for you. Yeah. yeah. So Joseph, I, I, I wanted to kind of, you know, pitch it over to you. Yeah. You, you're, you're Canadian, but you've, you know, you've been living over there in, in Paris and on the mainland for, you know, a while. And I got to kind of wonder if, I mean, if if memory serves, there are areas in I want to say Norway. I could be wrong. Where it's kind of you've got that right, and it's kind of there's an expectation for it. But I was thinking more along the lines of um, for where you have been and what you've what you may have seen. What what do you kind of think the the overriding feeling is for the whole? It's my choice as to when I want to end my life for, I don't know, Paris, France, the mainland of, of Europe. Well, you know, and, you know, the French, well, at least here, they're, they're, they're known for their sense of individuality. Um, I'm not sure if it's legal here or not, to tell you the truth. But, uh, well, you're not exactly it, vested in law. I'm it, not expecting that. I can tell you that it's certainly not making, uh, you know, a scandal or controversy or anything like that. It's not something that, that fills the news. So it's more a personal decision sort of thing. Funny you word it that way because, uh, you know, tech, you, you got to know as soon as I say the name Dr. Death, you know exactly where I'm thinking now. Ah, happy Jack. Jack could work in. Uh, they actually did a uh, it was either In Living Color or Saturday Night Live who did a skit with Jim Carrey doing portraying uh, Jack Kevorkian's uh, home book of remedies and it was freaking hilarious you say what you want about Jim Carrey 
as a comedian, the guy was hilarious. Um, so Jack Kevorkian basically would set up these wonderful little machines where if you press the button, it would kill you. But he would not press the button for you. You had to do it of your own volition. He basically gave you the... He, to put it real blunt, he basically gave you a loaded gun and said, here, pull the trigger. But he didn't do it to, you know, like, call a, 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 a people with certain background or certain beliefs or whatever. He did it out of caring about the person who was suffering, who was in pain, and they had no cure, no hope, other than a slow, agonizing, debilitating death. Now, you know, I don't know about most people out there. I know there's a lot of people who have religious beliefs that say, hey, look, you kill yourself, you're going to hell. I don't believe in any of that shit. If I'm on my deathbed and I am in agonizing pain, pull the plug, people. Yeah. And it all it all comes down it all comes down to, you know, it it's an icky subject because it comes down to deciding for other people. You know, we can we can only decide for ourselves. Honestly. But <laughs> get get tattooed on my forearm. D N R. When when I break when I break like seven if I manage to get that high up. But if I manage to break 70, I'm getting that tattooed on my arm. DNR. Because at I, that I, point, it's like, hey, look, I made it past 50. I'm happy. <laughs> That's funny. When I was, when adults used to ask me when I was a kid, uh, what they asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd always answer 65. <laughs> well, technology yeah. now, you might I make mean, 80 or 90. If, if I make it that far, I mean, if I make it that far, it means I'm, I'm doing something right. I just want to make it to retirement. That's good for me. I thought you were retired, sort of. I mean, you're growing food for a living. I mean, come on, yeah, I, think I, about it. I retired from one thing. Yeah, it's true. That's true. And he does really good at what he does now. For uh, for me, by the way, I had... I don't normally talk about this part. As a matter of fact, I couldn't tell you when I have last talked about this part because I really try hard not to. But this is one of the situations where I kind of think that I really should. When we were coming down to literally the last day, although we did not know it was her last day, we talked with... Fujin's oncologist who basically told us there's there's nothing at this point to be done. Yeah. The um the experimental drug that was supposed to shrink tumors worked. And that was a bad thing because there were so many that they well You take a cork in wine bottles that are on their sides and you shrink the cork, you end up with wine pouring around the shrunken cork. 
The same thing happened in my wife with the lesions that she had in the vascular system. She was literally bleeding to death from the experimental stuff. Now, this meant that there was no other treatment that was available because that was, that was experimental to the extreme. It was a good, it was a good, um, result of the experiment. It was just bad for her because, well, let's face it, when your body is suddenly drowning itself in its own fluids, that's really not a good thing. So here's the piece that I try really hard not to talk about because you'll figure it out. They asked her if the time comes when her lungs would be hard-pressed to give her oxygen, to keep her oxygen levels up, if she would want a breathing tube. And she said yes. They asked again. With, with everything that's going on, are you sure that that is something that you would want to do? Yes. Okay. So the doctor and the head nurse took me to their office on the floor to talk with me. The head nurse is the one that spoke with me, with the doctor present. And I say that very specifically because if ever you wanted to wonder who had who has the real on-the-ground knowledge of what goes on, the head nurse of a floor is the one that you want to talk to. She was the one that told me, we really suggest that when the time comes and she passes out, because of a lack of oxygen, that we ask you at that point to say no because putting an intubation tube into her in an emergency situation can do damage to teeth for one thing it can hurt or harm teeth on the way in even though you're trained for this kind of thing, it's still a possibility on the outside, but still a real possibility. If the breathing tube goes in, she will not be able to speak. And at the rate that she's going, she will not be able to speak at all, period. And item last... And I don't know that I've actually spoken this out on the show ever before. That because of the lesions that she had on her lungs, that is entirely possible with the positive pressure that would be exerted, that it would be entirely possible to completely shred her lungs on the first inhale of breath on a machine. And she would 
die in agony at that moment with so I had to be the one to be able to say I know that's what she wanted and I have to say no I told them no And it's the one and only time that I ever actually had to go against my wife's wishes. And I have lived with that ever since, for almost 15 years. I bring that up at this point because we have to realize that the impact that we have when we have decided that we no longer want to stay in these bodies any longer. That is a relief for many people. And it is something that is, it is, forgive me for the term, a godsend to those that are your stewards at that point. I didn't have a choice in the matter. I mean, you think about it. What choice did I really have? I had no choice. There is no way I could have done that. I could have allowed that to have happened. And I know full well. In the same situation, I cannot believe that anybody would have subjected their anyone to that possibility being that the head nurse is the one who said this is a real possibility and a very likely possibility to be able to say i'm going to go out on my terms and this is how and you won't have to worry about doing anything stupid or having any control over it or any responsibility is something that very few people ever really think about. But I'm one of those people that has to every day. And that's one of the reasons why I incredibly supported and do support what Dogbomb did. Because yes, he bequeathed his body to science, but he said, this is all on me, guys. This is all on me, and you don't have anything to worry about. And Tech, that's why I wanted to kind of bring this back around for you again, for Jack Kevorkian. Because he basically said, look, like you said, if you think that it is the time for yourself, you have the choice. It's all on you. I'm not going to make that choice. Nobody else is going to make that choice for you if you want to do it. Here it is. You know, something um, that people forget is that Jack Kevorkian didn't just show up with a device that would kill you. He would show up and he would talk and listen. He uh, And if you yourself could talk, he would listen to you too. Um, but if he couldn't communicate in any way, shape, or form with the person who wanted to die, uh, my understanding is he didn't provide them with anything. 
because you know they have to be able to communicate that this is what they want you know he may have been giving people the ability to die, uh choose their the time of their death but um you know you, you can't just assume somebody wants that without checking with them and you know he was still a doctor in that respect well and that's that's a lot of what you see you know th that's why it, it's always a good idea um while you're alive and able to sign things like organ donor cards or dnr orders or um and i mean this is a touchy one but things like power of attorney um you're getting up there in years like look at um look at the whole thing behind terry shiva oh god hmm. well i mean no no you're 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 exactly right by yeah. the way be before before we go past the point um if your state your your province allows for an an organ donor um item on your driver's license your identification whatever whatever it is fucking do that because mm -hmm. just, just just fucking do that my Please. uh my, my sister and her husband have both basically said um take what you need cremate the rest and at least to my brother-in-law he said and and whatever's left put it in my tackle box bury me with that or actually that that's how he's going to show up at the church is with his ashes in his favorite tackle box because he's a fisherman. No, you know, it's, it, my, it's, fine. it's better than a, a better than a Folgers can. I assume I, well, I mean, if you're a coffee snob, you never well, know people looking over at Feli's face. They, he knows exactly what I'm, I'm referencing. He, he knows. Okay, look, um, you guys know, one of the reasons I was away uh, for the past couple of weeks. And this is the second time I've been in that funeral home. And looking at the prices of these commemorative urns, which aesthetically, to me, didn't seem near worth that four-digit price that they were touting. You know, my, my computer didn't cost as much as some of those urns. You know, my dad... Uh, Part of his ashes were in a wine bottle that my brother had brought over from Europe when he was 18. He had gone oh. over there for, yeah, kind of to do the, the the trip around the world type thing, you know, hosteling, that kind of stuff. And he came back with this really ornate pitcher, really, of wine. And it was, it was beautifully crafted. Like, you would not see this in a liquor store here, over here in North America unless you were going to pay out the ass for it. And yeah, him and my dad polished that bottle off and got quite liquored up as a result. So a portion of his ashes were put in there and that was, that was the commemoration part. Uh, that was what was at the church. The rest was in a, a bag that I got to hold when we dumped his ashes. Unfortunately, there's a lot of laws about, depending on where you live, about dumping ashes because they're classified as human remains. Um, and all I can think to myself is, excuse me, incineration. 
This is as sterile as sterile can possibly get. Yes. And I'll, I'll agree with you there, Tech. As a matter of fact, what we did to my dad, as per his wishes, wishes was technically illegal. But there's not a single cop on the force that would lift a finger to enforce it. Because, see that. They, because they understand it. Yeah. And, and uh, see, there you go. You know, if you depending on whether or not you run into a police officer who has decided today's the letter of the law day, you know, well, and then again, on top of that, depending on whether or not you're dealing with a judge who does letter of the law on top of that. Yeah. Um, but then again, it was my dad's ashes were actually scattered in at, at a cove that he had found um, at the lake where his cabin is or was. So we actually poured into the lake and we found out it's not really a polluting agent either. It was all basically calcium carbonate or something like a very, very inert. It's, let's just put it this way. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, when you have somebody who's an adult who is deceased and been cremated, there is enough carbon left over to make a diamond. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead and find Superman to go ahead and squeeze that down. Yeah, real quick, Dallin, because I want I want to get to yeah. My uh, my mom was actually um, her remains were placed in her favorite sewing basket because that's that's what she was. That's who she was. And you know, it's amazing. A lot of the just like my dad, a lot of the stuff I found out about her afterwards just kind of made me sit there and go like. I was around all this time. Why didn't you say something? Like it was so interesting, you know. But um, no, it's I had to find all this stuff out second and third hand, you know, afterwards, which sucked. Um, but again, sort of getting around to the point. Um, while you're alive, while your brain is working. Uh, Get your shit together. You know, lay out exactly what's going to happen when that time comes. Because you don't know when it will, and it's the, the circumstances are going to be chaotic. Emotions are going to be raw. Trust me. And if you've got stuff written down saying that A to B to C to D for how it's all going to go, it, it helps everybody. Believe it or not, you're um, you, you'll be able to deal with the emotions, but at the same time, you'll be able to get through what you have to get through because uh, death is messy enough. Dealing with all the shit afterwards is even messier. Feli, I wanted to kind of hit you on this one. You have never heard that particular part of the story. And I kind of wonder if you, I know for well that there's, there's no way that you would have known any part of that. Because like I said, I don't think that I've actually uttered most of that in, in, uh, in, uh, in, in public anywhere. And I kind of wonder, um, knowing that and knowing what can happen behind the scenes of stuff at this point, like I said, you know, being able to take that responsibility off of off of folks afterwards, like what what Bob did, 
that just seems like such a, an incredibly responsible thing to do. And I wanted to get your your kind of feedback on that now, thinking about that part. I'm, to be perfectly honest, uh, everything that happened with Bomb Dog, it, it's pulling me in a couple of different directions. I've long had a, a hard rule in my life of the only way that somebody could ever stop being respected, even at the bare minimum in my life, in my eyes, would be to attempt suicide. This is possibly the one time that it doesn't. It actually increased it. Um, I'm a little conflicted about that internally. Um, I've known too many people who have taken their own lives and there were other ways out. Uh, but in this case, you know, the ALS diagnosis and everything else, it's inspiring. It really is. It, you know, it's, hold, hor it's horrible at the same time, but yeah. Hold, hold, hold one second on that for a second, because there's, there's something that we've talked about on a couple of occasions that uh, has really changed the timbre of what the topic is and, and how we've approached it. And I want to pitch the, the, the word over to you and see how that uh, adjusts, how you suddenly think about it. And the word is context. The context of this versus, um, for instance, uh, the folks who have unfortunately been in the LBTQ community that have found no other way out and decided that that was their way out is tragic, doesn't even cover it. But this is one of those situations where the context is so completely it, it it is the same and it's not the same and i think that's a, a good portion of what makes the the real difference in yes it's suicide but the context of it is so much different well now i have it really that's where i'm personally emotionally a little bit torn up about it why this is hitting me a lot harder than i thought it would um i only had one chance ever to really speak with dog bomb in the past. Um, it was soon after he posted his story, um, about the, the, and I really couldn't tell you off the top of my head exactly what this person had the girl where he was suiting. He was, he, he was in his first suit. He was on the pier somewhere, just having a great day. And this girl's eyes just lit up. She was in a wheelchair. She couldn't speak. I can't, it was multiple things that were, that were happening to her. And it was when he was walking away, her mother walked up to him and just said, you just made her, her month. Like it was God. just the biggest thing ever. And this is before he ever had his ALS diagnosis. No, I, I, you know what? I, I, I remember that situation too. Yeah. I don't remember this, the, the particulars, but yeah, exactly. I it know was, he, uh, he had posted the story somewhere. Yeah, um, and it, it made the circles. Uh, she was she was in a wheelchair. She was otherwise nonverbal, but she had the biggest thing for dogs. dogs I think yeah. specifically, and this big giant talking dog, you know, just lit up her life and spent like 15, 15, 20 minutes or whatever the hell it was with her. And 
yeah, made, made all the difference in the world. And, and it was soon after that that I, I had a brief conversation with him. And I mean, granted, this is about what six, seven years ago. I yeah, guess. something like that. So I, my memory is not the best. I don't remember exactly everything we talked about, but he seemed like a really kind-hearted person, and it just continued on from there. You know, after he found out he was diagnosed, after he found out he was diagnosed, he pushed. You know, he started a, a, a walk to, to raise the funds for the charity. He had an impact on people's lives. He helped them impact other people's lives. He started the domino effect. Yeah. And when it came to his decision to seek the, the assisted suicide, yeah, I'm conflicted about that. I really, I am. And I don't think I'm going to get past that little stumbling block completely. I respect and him on his decision though. Sure. And I personally, I don't think I would have decided anything else if I were in the same scenario. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I hope I never am. Um, I hope none of us ever are. Agreed. Um, but just this in and of itself um, sparked such a, an outpouring from the, from the furry community. I haven't seen that. I, I've never seen it quite to that level before. I was watching Twitter last night, you know, and just watching the thousands of retweets and the thank yous and just the messages going out. I was speechless. I just sat there for an hour. I was in the middle of doing something when it went, when he posted his message. Okay. You know what? I, I dog bombs left the building. And for the next hour and a half, just, I couldn't stop watching the Twitter feed. It was that big a thing. Yeah. Uh, I need to double check which, uh, which hashtag was used, but I think it was just a toast for dog ball. Was it then? All right. I'll have to, that was the first one. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look and see which ones I can find and, and uh, see about linking those. If, if you take a look at it now, a toast for dog bomb, it's still, I'm I, just in the last, 30 seconds I've watched it stream past my screen a couple times because I've got it on my on my Twitter feed here. You know, so people are still posting into it. And despite all of the crap that's been going on in the fandom lately, in the furry fandom, all the divisiveness, everything else, if this is what it... Go I ahead, go for if, it. If, if this is what it takes to bring people together to, to realize that there's more to it that there's just more to it then great he did one more thing well if that is the case i hope it sticks yeah because like you said there is a lot of bs going on in the fandom right now um there's a lot of divisiveness um a lot of things that, you know, kind of brought me into the fandom. Um, a lot of the ideas, even some of the people, a lot of it's under attack now by, you know, for, for no reason other than somebody else is trying to get attention or some other, you know, political crap. I mean, I just about got caught up into it a while ago. And I think as a result, I did lose a friend, which, they probably weren't much of a friend to begin with anyway, because 
man, if if you don't know me by now, then yeah, you know, it's your fault. <laughs> um, but no, if if something like this does help bring us back together and remind us of the awesomeness of this fandom, then let's hope it leaves a lasting impression and that we can kind of get back to doing what we do best. Yeah, Joseph. I, 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 sorry, go ahead. Okay, uh, Joseph, since we're talking, since part of this is talking about how a specific demographic of society, sad and demented, but social, uh, has a, a, a focus point that's that's kind of pulled folks together for a humanitarian uh, a humanitarian reason. We know for well, and and you've said on you know on many occasions the the end of life, the the afterlife uh, promise is one of those things that has been such a how can I put it a a carrot on a stick that's been used for the the forgive me there's no other way of putting it because it's usually what it ends up with those that want to use religion as their 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 push to have power over people oh over groups especially and it's part of the it, it, again it's part of the in versus the out you don't believe the same way that we do you're not going to have life afterwards so obviously you don't matter as as an individual so out versus in and and um well if i can take it back a bit further it's um it has more to do with autonomous thought or autonomous survival if you want um because without autonomous thought we need others um others are a survival guide so that's where the in-out group behavior comes from, because um, autonomous thinkers—they don't have this 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 sort of instinct. Which and psychologists tend to put people like this on the autistic spectrum. But, uh, anyways, yeah, a lot yep. to unpackage there. But um, yeah, funny enough uh, to to kind of offset part of that. I was just suddenly remembering, if I remember right, wasn't it like uh, the Victorian era, especially where it was far and away more common to have um, not not necessarily wakes, but uh, viewings for family deceased, recently deceased, just like in the parlor of, of a family home? And it was kind of a much more a norm as for instead of like an outlying thing. Or am I thinking of this incorrectly, or does anybody know any better? Hmm. I think it's different in every culture. Yeah, I might be thinking of specifically uh like Victorian England for whatever reason. I've I've it could be the alcohol talking at this point. I don't remember. So hmm. Because this is the first time I've had any of my wine in quite a while. Hmm. Well, uh, let's see here. Yeah, to be fair, the last time I had any of the wine was at Fern Equinox, and that was uh, 10 milliliters, I think is what it, it came out to. Uh, I finally measured it out, and I figured out it was uh, 70, 
750 milliliter bottle and I had about 70 cups. So yeah, you do the math, which I did because milliliters is easy to divide by 10. Duh. You know, America, you know, there's nothing wrong with base 10 stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry, what were we talking about? Um, <laughs> well, it, it's funny. You, you mentioned about the uh, the Victorian thing, and of course I went looking. Uh, and yeah, uh, when Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Consort Alfred, died. Um, oh, let's hold on a second. Let's just pause right there a second. Prince Consort. So he was still a fuck buddy is basically what it comes down to. <laughs> just for the title. <laughs> just for the title. Mm-hmm. I'll take that title. No, he, he, <laughs> I, I, okay, okay, Joseph. Um, Prince Fuck Buddy. Yeah. Okay. Hey, do you make a sauce for that one? It's not an alliterative title, so no. <clears throat> uh, anyways, um, I don't know. I've seen um, depictions of Queen Victoria and... Um, Okay, the, the the title sounds good. Just maybe with a different monarch. Just I'm, um, just me. You know. You know. Yeah, just just don't go there with your imagination. No. Uh, okay. Too late. This is Too not, late. This is not here, folks. <laughs> don't mind me. I'm in the middle of trying to figure out how to do an alliteration for consort, and the first oh, one that's coming gosh. into my head is crab kangaroo. That's yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Anyways. <laughs> Um, well, the 1890s funerary practices were relegated to a prescribed set of social rules and countless articles and books were written chronicling, quote, the etiquette of funerals. Um, for the wealthy, the burial of a loved one was as much about being seen and doing things properly as it was about the process of grief and mourning. Um, However, things were a little different for the lower classes uh, because the death rate was so high. Many lower class families would plan ahead and save money to ensure that the deaths of their children would be handled in an appropriate manner. Uh, funerals were so costly yet so important that lower class families often went without the necessities of life because the family refused to spend their funerary funds on things like food, clothing, and shelter. Oh, man. Ironically... By refusing to use the money at their disposal to help ensure the survival of their children, families were almost ensuring that they would need those funerary funds. Uh, this seems completely foreign to us. How could parents starve their children to ensure that they could bury them? The same way people think that putting other people in refrigerators is okay. Well, it is i mean to a mental gymnastics point. is what no the it, point. no i'm 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 with you i'm with you although i'm thinking to myself now you know those those big industrial freezers are yeah well, that, I, don't, that, I don't i don't know how long that that's was. actually a question to your that's actually an answer to your earlier question Shujin, about uh how what religion does to uh, society you know puts the fear into you uh uh, to that point where I don't, you know what? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know necessarily that that one sounds far more a, not a religious thing, but a societal item. It, it, 
and and I think that that one's a little bit different only because it's a fashion as well, opposed to a dictate from a a single on high it was the, it was the thing it was the thing to do because it was the fashion of the day yeah, yeah because there's the carrot after the, you know yeah. it's all in preparation for that well that well yeah, yes and who put, no who put who put the carrot out there okay but but yes or no as you as know, opposed it, to it's, uh, Oh well, hold on. Because you're, they're not doing it because of the afterlife. They're doing it as the respect for the person, although the person might be only uh, three, five years old. I, I think you have to follow that rabbit hole a bit further. Possibly. Sounded, yeah, it, it sounds more to me like just from what I read of that article, it's not so much about. It's not from the sounds of it. It didn't have much to do with religion. It didn't have much to do with uh, honoring the dead. It was more about social standing in the to the public. It, it's a mix of it's a mix of it all because I mean yeah. no situation is simple because there's a, a certain yeah. on a certain level uh, people had to make the correct displays to the rest of society that they were doing the quote unquote right thing. Otherwise, oh. they'd be ostracized, you know, put them in a cardboard box and dump them. Um, yeah, well, you know, look, how would that be looked at by other people? But well, I mean, no, I think you're right. Like, um, I think about um, there's a few elements to it. Yeah. Uh, again, I think about Jack Layton, uh, NDP member or head of the New Democratic Party here for many years, uh, who died of cancer years ago. And if I remember correctly, he was given a state funeral. And part of me thinks that uh, part of it had to do with, yeah, maybe Stephen Harper was indeed honoring a friend. But I think it also tried to boost his rapidly waning credibility or status. You know, I, I think a lot of the pomp and circumstance behind some funerals these days is not so much about honoring the, you know, remembering the loss of a loved one, but more like, look at my family, look how awesome the survivors are, stuff like that. It's, it's a moment of so, social, it's an, it's a moment of emotional weakness because we, you know, whenever we're dealing with death or thinking about death, we tend to be at a bit of a loss because uh, we've never experienced it and like it can be exploited to any advantage you know anybody yeah. who yeah as i um as i said to a couple of um old family friends that uh, came to my mom's funeral i said i i apologize i said you're not really seeing me at my best i was i just come back from outside and yeah it was uh You're trying to put your best foot forward, trying to put on your, your best face so that, you know, because it's who you are and you just can't. And I, can, I don't like being out of control like that. Can you, I, I'm not sure it's a word of malaisance, but, um, but can well, you hold, imagine hold, the... Hold on a second. Philly speaks French. What does that loosely translate to? 
Tu as dit quoi? C'est malaissance? Oh, ouais. C'est comme maléfique. Oh, OK. And that's it. I'm out of the conversation. The <laughs> <laughs> Dora, we'll get back. My brain is telling me to say evility, <laughs> which is makes a photo. Well, so no, well, malevolence. Malevolence. It, it, malevolence. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But do, can you imagine the malevolence of of like funeral parlors and like even religion? They're they're exploiting this moment of weakness. Uh, need, need I once again refer to the price of the urns, like I said, that were not really that aesthetically pleasing, yet more expensive than the computer that is currently sitting under my desk? Yeah, and that price is based on the fear that religion puts out. They're counting on the fear that religion puts into us. I mean, there's no, yeah. you can't rationalize that. Well, even oh, forget the urn. Think of the casket. The freaking satin liner with that silk pillow with the you know special foam in oh, it yeah. and well, it, it, the pillow alone it's like tech if it hadn't been in such bad taste considering my mother's body was lying in that same chapel i could have taken pictures of price tags for you I, you but, don't have to because I've been to those kinds of places. Yeah. And, but again, you know, it, it started it's as a societal thing. It started, a, it started as a high society which worked its way into the religion or rather the religion probably co-opted it enough to say, hey, we can not exactly profit off of this, but profit off of this. Whenever I hear somebody and, who works in the, mor the works for mor mortuary say to, to somebody who's grieving, you know, you should probably go for this because you want them to be comfortable. I want to bend them over the casket and beat them with the nearest cane-like object I can find you know, until they can't sit for the rest of the week. Heck, you, you would have liked the funeral director that dealt with my mom then and my dad. Um, both times they basically said, look, she's going to be cremated. Um. So, like, he, he pointed out the five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar caskets. This, this is going into a furnace. And I went, yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Like, he he made no bones about it. But even so, the cremation was still about forty five hundred. Yeah. The expense and, uh, of the cremation, um, part, I understand, because there <clears throat> are local government laws and regulations yeah. that they have to uphold. They have to have everything done very strictly. Whether or not they're doing something behind the scenes is that this is part of the justification for that. That's exactly what I'm wondering. Whether that casket actually goes into the furnace or whether they just fucking sell it again. Um, wait a minute. There, there, was a, there was a controversy about that not too long ago, uh, a few years back, where somebody was actually, a funeral parlor was actually caught doing just that. I remember reading about that. Yeah, yeah. The um, how can so, they not do that? Well, oh, they would sell. They would sell the family really expensive casket and everything. Yeah, and then when it came time to cremate the person, they'd stick them in a cardboard box, cremate them in the box, and then resell the casket to the next person. Yeah, I mean, like in French, we'd say uh, qui vole neuf, vole buff." So. <laughs> <laughs> If they're gonna, you know, they're already gonna exploit people's emotional weakness for profit. I mean, like, why not go to that level too? Yeah, I and mean, honestly, if, if conversation due to a language barrier, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, in no, English, no. that means uh, somebody who steals an egg would steal 
a cow. <laughs> no, all I was gonna say is, you know, um, Duolingo for all your language, <laughs> all your language education needs. Download it yep. today at the Google hold, Play. You know, hold, hold on to that thought because I got something for you. Tech, go ahead, and then I got something. The other thing I was going to say is that, you know, if you're somebody out there who, who wants to actually do something where it's just not put them in a casket or cremation or turning into a diamond, there's other things like there's actually uh, Capsula Mundi, uh, which is an egg looking pod and the deceased go into the pot and they bury that pod with a sapling tree. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And the this... breakdown of the deceased feeds the tree. Mm -hmm. In death, there is life. What better sentiment to 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 have as a last memory? And it's to realize. Get... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, is that how you try to get haunted woods? Because that, that's how you get haunted woods. <laughs> you know that. Well, I, mean, I see this more as of like no, when, I know. A, when a star that actually is able to go supernova. Like our star is not going to be able to go supernova. It's not big enough, but stars that can go supernova end up producing during that death explosion, all the atoms and molecules that are necessary that form the life on this planet, that form this planet, that form this solar system. Okay. If another, if a star had not died, no, if, if any particular stars that the material came out of, we would not be here. Well, it's a realization that we, you know, we go back to the the, the where we whence we came, but the going your tree idea. I'm just imagining what sort of tree would grow over my grave. There'd probably be a tree giving the world the finger. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Stephanie, go ahead. Yeah, well, certain a part of the world. Yeah, Stephanie put over here. Um, I dispute that the fancy funeral stuff is religion. It is social pressure. To a certain point, I would agree, and and I'll I'll, I'll I'll tell you how far it could have gone. Although I've never seen it have happen. It's a cocktail. What? Hold, hold, hold that thought, because I'm I'm gonna have a whole bunch of people suddenly really laughing uncomfortably. Why have I never heard of an old Italian lady being laid to rest? in a casket for the viewing with the plastic liner from the couch all around her to keep everything nice and clean. I, I would put the plastic liner on the couch in the plastic and the lining up the coffin. <laughs> see, see, it, it took Feli a couple of moments, but he, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'm just no, looking I got at that one. <laughs> See, for I, those of you that think that I'm I'm making some kind of like no, some kind no. of a a a, I, I a, a thing that I'm I'm making a joke that I'm making a a a a, a real you know I, I don't want to I don't know what the what the if anybody thinks that I'm making a, a a ding on the Italians, might I remind you, I'm Italian. My grandma had the plastic lining on her couch, and let me tell you, that sucked. It sucked. It sucked. And she was from Italy, so you know I, I know of which I talk. Especially wearing short, tight shorts and we're not gonna hot, we're not, we're not, it was seven, you know, it was the seventies. Everybody you know what? This is not about it, me. It, it Shut up. Fart. Don't you know it's not about no, me. No, because it was the seventies. That's when you had the green couches and the 
flower the paisley patterns of, was, yeah it's you know what we're not we're not talking it's not about me should i have a piled gold carpet in the living Okay, now see, now, now, now I'm really, really shag not. Rugs. No, don't, oh, God. Don't do this. Lime green shag rugs. Yeah. <laughs> part of my childhood I'm trying to forget. You know, the worst part about it was you could see where the tread marks were from the top. This, you know, what? we're not talking about me anymore. This is not about me. Not, you know, screw y'all. Yeah, I could tell how many times my mom had been to the wine cabinet. <laughs> it was your mom. Do you blame her? Oh, shots fired. Ouch. This is coming from somebody that, um, oh, yeah, I've only had half uh, a bottle tonight. That's not nearly my top. Um, and that's a good thing. Yeah, Feli, you, you don't know about it. Uh, there was there was one night during a recording, I had two bottles, uh, a liter and a half of of wine. And oh yeah, but by the end of that recording, he was he was slurring his speech and everything. It was glorious, man. <laughs> yeah, I found out that that is my limit. Actually, that's uh, that's over my that limit. Seems to be a little past your limit. It yeah. was it was quite a little bit. Past. I missed you know that what? Episode. It's not a. It's you know what? It's it's. You don't know which episode it was. Go looking back through the catalog because I have no idea which episode it was. I, we had a guest on. You don't I remember? Really I'm not even sure he remembered what his name was that night. I did. It was it was Dirk Diggler? I, I don't there know. You I don't know. John Jeremy. You know what? You, you shut up. Oh God. Anyway, now part of the reason why I wanted to, but well, yeah, thanks. Now part of the reason why I wanted to do what? What kind of the same wine? I need a bottle of that wine. Enunciation. There it is. Woodbury, Woodbury Vineyard. Can you get it from uh, from Woodbury? Uh, 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 there's some states you can order it through. Some you can't. It's one of those things because you know alcohol cross state lines. Try that. Okay, what can you do? Try, try hey, that. you, know, you know what? I'm in hey, Quebec. You never know. You know what? If it hadn't, hey, look. If it hadn't been for that whole alcohol across state lines thing, you never would have had Smokey and the Bandit. Okay, that's true. I'm That's in true. Maryland. I've been able to buy alcohol but, online. But for before. God's sakes, like the okay, look, I, I I get the whole alcohol across straight lines. You know, it could be bootleg and stuff like that. But Coors, it, seriously, again, again, it was nineteen seven. Uh, yeah, eight. Yeah, it was okay. whatever. That's really like scary. I found I found a Smokey and the Bandit DVD box set for five bucks at Best Buy. Do you know that they actually remastered it to Blu-ray? I have no idea why. Um, okay, the first two, I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah. But th this box set had one, awesome, two, okay, a, a little mainstreamy, three, what the hell were you thinking? A couple of made-for-TV movies that didn't involve a Trans Am or Burt Reynolds. And I, I remember they actually tried to do a TV series where the car was, again, not a Trans Am. And the semi was red of and curvy and shit. And it was just, it was bad. Okay. It was really bad. Yeah. You talk about that, a fast car, a semi. I'm sorry. You're talking about Knight Rider now. You know that, right? Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, th this do, was do, do, Knight Rider without the tech and without the. Um, the yeah, it, it was trying to be an unholy marriage between Smokey and the Bandit and Knight Rider, and it failed gloriously. 
Oh, okay. So uh, Team Knight Rider is what you're talking about then. Oh, oh God. Wait, yes! Is painful you know, for all I of you. I had erased that from my memory. <laughs> you know, the only thing, uh, honestly, the you only thing talk. worse, the only thing worse than Team Knight Rider, honestly, was the rebooted with Val Kilmer as Kit. Yeah. I'm sorry. A Mustang that can transform into an F-150? No. 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 The, the only way they could have made it worse is if it was able to transform into a motorcycle. And I'm pretty sure that would have been in the last season, which honestly, at that point, asked. I think they were trying to rip off Viper. <clears throat> that's because that was a good show. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. The original Viper was good. The, the second one that they tried to reboot, even though it was filmed here, sorry, you, you lost the plot. Yep. Don't worry, don't worry about it. We're, we're not There's even going to so talk about it. I've screwed up. Yeah, we're, we're not even going to talk about the fact that they wanted to get DNA from somebody, so they lopped off his thumb. Well, that would work. It, it would, but really think about it. If you wanted to get the DNA from somebody in order to unlock a computer program, why would you lop off their thumb instead of just get, like, I don't know, uh, a barbecue injector and just into their ass? Or just pull a hair. Okay, and get scratch, a follicle. Okay, scratch your ass and put your finger on the monitor. Oh, okay. I, but I think, okay, the, the thumb thing, I think I can understand because it was fun. Yeah. Like, but, okay, so the guy they removed the, fun, the thumb from, was he a bad guy? Uh, no, he, he, was a, he was a computer geek guy. And then they had a thing that he could put his arm into in the passenger seat of Kit so that it could bandage it up and keep him from bleeding out. Yeah, it's worse than people think. It sounds like birthing a cow. Uh, Which is exactly what? what the show ended up doing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Now, see, there, there's, there's a reason why I intentionally derailed us all like that. Because as I saw from one of the other tweets that kind of happened through all the stuff with Dog Bomb, and uh, I'm pretty sure at some point that, fella, you probably saw it. Yep. The statement that the statement that laughter is cathartic. Mm -hmm. And sometimes yes, we need to cry out and sometimes we need to rail at everything and sometimes, forgive me, we need to bark at the moon, but sometimes we just need to just kick back and just laugh our fool heads off. I think the quote that I saw the passed around the most was no sads, just wags. Yeah. I said it, uh, I said what had happened at, uh, at my grandmother's wake was that uh, one of the one of the cousins came over to my brothers and I and said, "Hey, figured out what was the secret ingredient in Grandma's meatballs?" Because you know she's Italian, she's little Italian, and you know the the Yoda esque waddly kind of dumpy Italian grandma, and she had the best meatballs. Seriously, she really did. Mm -hmm. Georgie, really? What what was it? Was grandma hand sweat and then he got up and he left and the three <laughs> of us the three of us had to just hold on to ourselves and just yeah and we were too young to be able to curse at him so we all basically had to just 
Yeah. Do, do you realize the effort it takes to generate that much hand sweat? Yes. She probably never met his grandmother. Yes. She, she yes. She must have been huge. She was, uh, she was a rectangle. Uh, I think that's the only way that I can really describe her because I had, I had a diff. Oh shit. What was he? He was my grant. Okay. My, oh God, somebody help me out on this one. My maternal grandmother's brother-in-law. So absolutely nothing. No, 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 no. Lord I think that, I, th I, th I think that's what he was. She kept saying that he was my great uncle. I think that's what he was. Um, he was round. There's no other way to put it. He was, he was quite rotund, but it was only in his stomach. He 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 had he had clown pants, and they actually fit him properly. Give you an idea. He didn't need he didn't need suspenders. He had clown pants because they were big around around the waist and thin to for his legs he he he, he was he was round i'm pear-shaped you're the less i have to think about the size of your ass the better okay <laughs> thanks ever so much i gotta oh, become <laughs> What comes to my head is an idea for a funeral business, custom coffins and custom shapes. <laughs> hey, if we can get Count's Customs involved, we could get cu custom coffins on a Count's custom set of wheels. We could get the mortuary business to go. Do I, do I really have to do this? Okay, I'm not starting another business. No, no, you're not. But I'm, I'm sorry. This I'm is sorry. my gallery. There's, there's a this skip. Is the kind of things I think of at night that keep me awake. There's a skip the dishes joke in there somewhere. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, see now, now, now I'm thinking of an old, uh, an old skit. I'm, now I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to link to this one. If I ever catch Kleptomania Claude Cooper from Cleveland who clapped my clean clap clappers who were kept in the closet, I'm gonna clobber him. I heard that the first time I heard that was actually puke and snot from the Maryland Renaissance Festival. <gasps> no, that was that was that was that was Jack Webb and, and Johnny Carson. That's what I'm saying is that, yeah, it may have been around for a long time, but the first time I heard it was at actually at a Maryland Renfest. Okay, see. My fa my favorite Renfest item, and 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 then we got to see about getting. I mean, they modified it slightly, for, you know, I, for Kings, Clydesdales, and all that other fun stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no. There's only so much I will allow the the alcohol to let me say at this point, and I'm just going to let that go ahead and percolate in the back of my. Head. Uh, the the best thing that I ever had end up happening at a Renfest was uh, a guy was trying to get me to go ahead and say a whole bunch of things to somebody else that he was arguing with for, for you know, insults and whatnot. And the guy finally was just like rattling off a whole bunch of things, rattling it off, rattling it off, and it took a good 20, 30 seconds of stuff, rapid fire. And then he looked over at me. He's just like, tell him. Yeah, what he said. And the guy almost lost it entirely. He almost doubled over in laughter because it's like, well, 
okay yeah you know what you got you got me that's good that's good i love that anyway um like i said we're we're getting we're getting close to the top of the hour and um i don't want to hold over too much longer from that one for uh, uh for this particular item uh so i i want to kind of give you guys a a couple of moments to finish whatever thoughts that you want to get at it uh get out for everybody before we close up uh because i do have uh, i do have an item that i want to close up with in particular and you know we do have a we do have a several items that i have to put into the show notes uh when, when we get done over here uh Dallin, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give you an opportunity to to Go ahead and, and start your piece so that Feli's got an idea as to what's going to end up coming over his way because he's never done this before. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, as as far as the whole thing goes with all this, um, admittedly, to me, Dog Bomb was a name. I really didn't know him. I didn't know much about him. Uh, what he did, how he chose, I think... I think that was probably one of the most noble things he could have done. I mean, he, it was on his own terms. Um, again, it sucks that he was put into that situation, but I think I wish more people would follow that example and realize that when, when you're staring down the barrel of that kind of inevitability, you know, is it, is it worth it to have, to, to listen to the words of some priest or some politician who says that, you know, th this is morally bad. This is morally wrong. Your soul's going to hell if you take your own life. But if you're going to wake up every day, either in chronic pain or every day you lose a little bit more of your, of who you are, you know, and yeah, you know, someone might throw, throw a Stephen Hawking my way and say, well, well, look at him. Like, well, he had other, he had another purpose in life. He had something else that kept him going. And that was his pursuit of knowledge. But if, if that's not who you are and all you're doing is slowly decaying, I mean, it, it sucks coming to that choice, but you know, he, uh, he did what was best for him. And I, I think we should all have that ability to, to choose what is best for us when, if, and when we're encounter, if, and when we're confronted with that possibility. That's about it. <laughs> okay. Tech, I'll throw it your way. Uh, Feli, I'm going to hit you after him then. I've, um, I've seen what cancer does to people, different kinds of cancer. And, you know, I'm not dropping the F-bomb, the standard F-bomb about cancer. I'm going to say cancer sucks. Um, I had a friend who lost his wife to cancer. And originally it went into remission after a bunch of treatments, but then it came back, which is quite common. 
And she and he decided that she was just going to get the medications that she could get so that they could do things together with the time that they had left. And then towards the end, when she couldn't stand the pain anymore, she went into a medical grade coma and or medically induced coma until her body shut down. I can sort of imagine what he was going through sitting there by the bed waiting for her body to shut down, knowing that she wouldn't wake up anymore. But now he had to wait and wait and wait. Because I remember my grandmother being in the hospital and the cancer just spreading rapidly and consuming her until she was no longer cognizant. And all they had back then was morphine uh, for, for her pain management. And, you know, she never woke up. Granted, uh, there's a difference between it's your grandma versus your wife. You know, people should be allowed to make the decision of, look, this isn't going away. This isn't getting better. It's going to get worse. Why should I have to put anybody else through this kind of hell? Why should I make them have to sit there and wait for me to cease suffering when I can choose my own time? Why can't I make it a party? You know, hey, let's gather everybody together. Let's get some wine. Let's get some vodka. Let's get some rum. Why is the rum gone? You know, get me some freaking nachos. You know, I probably haven't had any in a while, that sort of thing. Let's make, get a cake. Let me talk to everybody. Let me talk to everybody one-on-one. -on -one. Tell them why I love them, how great experiences I had, you know, and what they meant to me. So that way there's no room. For that, oh, I didn't get to say goodbye. Or, oh, you know, I never really got to talk to that person. Or I never got to say that one thing I needed to say before my time was up. Because there's a lot of people who have the potential for that opportunity. And then, while you're still cognizant, while you're still in control of your faculties, while you're still potentially in control of your own bowels, depending on how many nachos you've eaten. Yeah, uh, you know. After all, I do like hot sauce. Everybody's done. You go home, relax. I got my nurse who comes in. It's time. I push the button. I go to sleep. I'm done. Next day, got the funeral. We already got the happy out, everything else. People need to cry, whatever. The funeral's for the living, not for the dead. So my funeral is going to be exactly what it would need to be. Kegs over there, bar on the right, you know, hors d'oeuvres, all that fun stuff. Picture of me, pint of stout nearby with some uh, stuffed mushrooms underneath my picture. We're done, folks. Go out with a bang. Go out with happy memories. That's just me, though. There's a lot of people who are, who are like, oh, no, you got to do this. You got to do that. And, you know, the pain and suffering is part of life. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? We're intelligent. At least I'd like to think we are. We shouldn't have to put up with that shit. I don't want to. 
you're making me think of uh think of a, a irish uh an irish wake or, or uh like i type for you uh, get a dixieland band to go ahead and, and play out yeah you know? look at new orleans uh new orleans. Orleans. They, they do a parade there you go yeah it's i mean thought. hell those people got it figured out you got music you got drinks you got food you got people coming together and so many of them are strangers and you know the best part of it is you plan it right you could actually be there for your own damn funeral for that how's that there you go Feli, uh like i said uh, i was coming over to you uh, i know this is the first time that you've ever been for one of these things but if there's if there's some last item that you you think that you'd like to make sure the folks think about or or that you didn't have the opportunity of, of putting out there already, this is your big opportunity to go ahead and do that. Don't have anything big, really. Um, I mean, this is everything that's happened, it's impacted a lot of people, thousands of people from the numbers. Um, everybody's going to take their own thing away from it. Everybody's going to treat it a little differently. People are going to honor the words of the, you know, no sads, just wags. Be happy. Live life. And that's ultimately what we all have to come down to is life goes on. Don't sit around and mope about it forever. Do something with it. Be an inspiration for others. Just as uh, as a note, I was looking at something quickly because um, a couple of conversation things. Uh, made me remember something from yesterday. Somebody put up a, um, you know, those enamel pins that yeah. seem to be all the rage right now. Sure. Somebody's making a memorial one for Dog Bomb. Oh, wow. All proceeds for this are going to ALS. Uh, they put it up last night at, uh, what, about 6 p.m., I guess? Um, They've already sold close to 2,000 pins. That's $30,000 going to ALS already just from that. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Like I said before, yes, this is a sad situation, but I have a feeling it's a catalyst. It's probably the biggest outpouring I've seen in the fandom in the 23 years I've been in the fandom. I've seen it go from almost nobody knowing each other to this. And despite having run conventions for, for as many years as I did, and despite seeing all the stuff from, from the days of BBSs up till now, this is the first time I've seen the fandom like this, and I can actually say I'm kind of proud of it. <laughs> you know, putting aside everything and coming together. Yeah, it, it, the situation sucks. The scenario is horrid. But again, if that's what it takes, if one person's voice is all is all that's needed to start the ball rolling, you know, and I hope uh, more of us can be those 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 voices. Yeah, quickly, I, I, down. I, I don't mean to step in here, but uh, it just reminded me of a quote from the first Avengers movie. They needed a push. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Joseph, give you your chance before we have to go ahead and close up shop here. Yeah, really nothing to add um but you know we all have our own way of you know dealing with death other people's death for me personally it comes down to you know, what they did for me 
Well, our interaction, memories, your grandma's meatballs. <laughs> you know, it all comes down to what we leave behind us, which are mm -hmm. tools and memories, basically. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, let me go ahead and give you uh, two quick things to, to finish off with. And by the way, Feli, uh, wherever that particular uh, sales thing item is, don't lose that because I'd like to get that uh, for the uh, for the show notes before we uh, before we close out of here. I'll get that from you, and and of course you know don't leave after I go ahead and close up shop because you know I want to get some stuff. So here's the last uh, the last two items that I've got for you. Uh, the first one, really quickly, uh, since Duolingo was uh, was mentioned, and it Dala knows full well when I go ahead and I zero stuff because something inspires me. I I, I go out <laughs> properly. <clears throat> there are two items on that one. Uh, both because of Klingon, believe it or not, because we know uh, we know friend of the show Callie Wright studied Klingon through I think it was Duolingo could have been could have been one of the others it doesn't really much matter, but there are two expressions in Klingon, one of which is pain is good. It reminds you that you're still alive. There's a certain truth in that, but there's also a certain point where even a veteran warrior has to say, I'm done. This is not something that I can win. And that's okay. Because in Dogbomb's case, he knew there was no way that he was going to win this one. But from death's gate, I stab, I, I, I spit at thee, I believe is the expression. From, from hell's heart, I stab at thee. Uh, for spite's sake, I for spite's sake, I spit my last breath at thee, or something like that. Close enough. Yeah. And that's pretty much what he did with with a smile and a laugh. He did exactly that, and he made sure that ALS may be the reason why he chose, but he made damn sure that there is a push against it again. Another. Klingon quote, and again, uh, highly translated, is that after death, the body is just a shell. Do with it as you will. Once we're gone, we're gone. Once the brain matter is switched off, that's it, man. And we won't know it because we're part of that process. We won't know it. That's why so many people who are in the non-religious camps are the ones who say, I, I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens. You know, we're not going to know. It'll be just going to sleep and then nothing. And for some, that's, that's really a tough thing to, to handle. And I can appreciate that. But. We have our choices in many things. This was his. As was the text of the letter that he wrote for the students that would be handling his body after he passed. And it says this. Hey there, Doc. My name is Tony, and I'll be your practice cadaver. I sincerely hope my body helps you to become a great doctor. I was 55 years old when I kicked off. I was diagnosed with ALS in March of last year, and I elected to make the transition to whatever comes next 
before the disease made that decision for me. I was an avid runner, swimmer, and outdoor enthusiast. I worked as a veterinary technician, and I had two crazy mutts that I loved very much. I played the guitar poorly and lived for music. I had a ton of wonderful friends who I miss very much. I often dressed up as a giant dog, drank too much beer, and took myself for walkies. I loved to chat with people, and having a meaningful discussion that was both interesting and insightful was about my favorite pastime. As you work on my body, please remember that I had a happy, wonderful life. And you are permitted to giggle at my weird architecture, ooh and ah at the intricacies of my innards, and generally have fun as you learn. I hope I have helped you to pursue your passion. The world needs great doctors, and I have no doubt that you'll be one. Now, let's get to work. Pick up that number 10 blade, and let's explore this together. Cheers. Tony. Cheers, Tony. Here's to you. With that, it is about that time we have to get on out of here. Everyone, thank you very much for being part of the tonight's show. I know for some folks it may have been difficult. No more so than for me. Because like I said, I think there's a piece of me that I finally left on the floor that you guys have just never known before. But as always, I sincerely hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and found something worth thinking about for the time ahead for you. The folks that made it to the end of the show, of course, over in the live chat, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Stephanie, Felis, Tech. God damn it, Tech, stop doing that to me. Um, Good thank you, Vance. Thank you very much for being with us tonight. Joseph, uh, of course, thank you very much for being able to make it. You have yourself a good morning. Uh, he's muted. <laughs> yeah, he 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 is. He'll he'll be back in a second. I'll, I'll get him in a minute. Tech. Um, now, thank when you. you stop doing that to you, I'm not logged into Discord. No, but you did it over on the live chat. Anyway. I, what, wait, what did I you, do in the you live chat? You, ch you chimed in on the live I I normally thank the people, the names that I can see in the live chat, and you chopped oh, in. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Anyway, yeah thank I was you doing for this making whole it. Uh, grok thing with Felis, so, you know. It's fine. It's fine. Thank you for your time. <laughs> of course. I'm glad I could be here. Dallin, uh, I really do appreciate it, and you have yourself a, a good morning and rest well. Uh. <laughs> It appears that I have to do a little bit of searching because the um, the normal intro and outro music that I use for uh, the audio version of these shows uh, sadly went with the hard drive uh, from the old computer. And, of course, I have a copy. I'm pretty sure I've got a copy. I'm pretty sure I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure I still got a copy. Yes, double and triple check because I have all the um, episodes that I'm behind on now downloaded and converted. I just need to slap that beginning and end on it. And then I got to re-record the outro because, well, again, it's uh, the original oh. recording is gone. If you've got it, great. Bring it. Um, 
Otherwise, um, I'm going to have to go through Incompetex sizable library <laughs> to, try, to try to find it or maybe find something new. I, I don't know. I might do that. Change it up a little bit. Sure. I mean, it's it's only been, uh, you know, 255 freaking episodes. Who knew, right? Who indeed. <laughs> but I thought you guys would have kicked me off the show by now. Don't tempt me i'm still half drunk but actually no, uh thank you very much. tech with our relative with with um everybody else's relative lack of inconsistency on this show uh or lack of consistency i should say um we need all the people we can get yeah there's there's, there's things behind it so uh also i uh, want to make sure that uh people realize that yes i actually do have right on my monitor stand one of his uh one of his cards for dark bunny sauces i can't bring it any closer because it won't focus because the focus and i actually just bought a whole bunch of them yeah i now? saw your order go through <laughs> i saw uh, no i i've seen those somewhere on somebody else's video show i'll ask you off air <laughs> well just but, like i like i put in the notes though no rush all right but uh in in all seriousness philly uh, i i really do appreciate that you took the time out i i i, I full disclosure like i said philly and i've known each other for years and years because of because of fernal equinox and uh, i did kind of ask him almost literally last minute if he was interested not knowing if he'd stay the, the whole time or just you know 45 minutes a half an hour I, I, but in well, all I seriousness I, I I really do appreciate that you you stuck it out with us and everything. I mean, you're you're what uh, a half an hour ahead of us over here on the eastern seaboard. You're you're over uh, in the P. You're over there in PIE, right? Uh, no, it's uh what quarter after two right now? Uh, P PIE. You know what? I I, I don't care. It's eastern. It's 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 metric time systems. I, I don't know what happens up over there. I'm just having fun at his expense. But in all seriousness, Felly, thank you ever so much. And uh, go ahead and let folks uh, do do whatever plug you would normally do for everything for yourself for for how people can get in touch with you if you'd like. Generally, I'm Felinius anywhere you need to find me. The name I'm not going to bother spelling it right now because I'm too tired. My brain's not all here. I've had a couple drinks. Um, but if you go to darkbunny.ca, you'll find ways to contact me and buy things to make your food better. I'll make sure you're in the show notes anyway, because, I mean, it's it's the least I can do. Scoping that site as we speak, I might add. It's a blast, guys. Uh, okay, you have me a petrified potu, okay? <laughs> okay. And I did need a fresh batch of that, too, last week. I, I'm looking at the owl and going, no. Okay, and and to and to be fair, we've we've talked several times over uh, about various possible names for various things. It's coming. Um, don't worry. No, 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 no. And, and I, I want to go ahead and say that um, I, I I had given one name that shall remain nameless for the moment. That is definitely not an alliterative name, although it was a very very. A, a wonderful name, I thought, just not one to be used. But he came up with a, we'll call it a, 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 a sauce. We'll call it a sauce. In, f intentionally to cut the, the burn on the tongue for the stuff that was rated at 11 plus. Right now, your official, your official top is what, 12? 
12. I've got one that I've put at a 12 only because I don't know the amount of Carolina Reapers I threw in that batch is frightening. Okay. I okay. if you created my kitchen, my wife couldn't come into the room. Yeah. Um it is um I had made a suggestion to him what it should be renamed as because you called it originally what? Did oh, it actually have any? You're talking about test batch negative one? Yes. Uh, it doesn't have an actual name because it's still a test batch. Okay. Um, uh, now, the, work, here, the working title is is what? I think Zorian called it anti-pepper. So, uh, so, I was calling it the cure. Okay. So here was my idea. And I want people to go ahead and flood his inbox and let him know that this is the way that he should go. Oh, God, no. Because it is currently a white sauce, because it's got it, it's got stuff in it. I had suggested since they have decriminalized cannabis, he should add a little bit of green food coloring to it, and because of what it does, he should name it blunt, because it's supposed to blunt the burn. Frightening thing is, I could probably get it sold in some of the dispensaries around here. <laughs> well, if you ever need uh, influx, uh, cash influx, you have an op viable option. <laughs> so, uh, everybody remember that is blunt is where it should be at at darkbunny.c I, I i have no idea what email address it should be good i don't i don't care just look over on the website and you can see here here's the there, 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 there's links to the facebook and the and it's, it's the, right uh, it's right there see read it right there see darkbunny.c it, it's not in focus i yeah, know it, shut up and that's the old card well, well it's it's the one it's it's one that i've got it's it's, it's the old it's the old one like that see see right there <laughs> it's, it's it's fun whatever anyway like i said laughter is cathartic and yes i know i've pushed us beyond the time frame that we otherwise should have been but sometimes you kind of need to do that a little bit anyway and uh i was actually also um kind of stalling for time because joseph did you get back so i can say goodnight to you properly yet no fine screw you too <laughs> damn it all right, he he had he had to he had to he had to step away from the computer, unfortunately. So, um, in in, in any case, you know, everybody seriously uh, who's watching and listening, thank you very much. Um, and Stephanie, you know what? Even though I had my uh, my clothes, I think I'm going to go ahead and say that one on air. Stephanie said, in a way. Dog bomb has won, especially if people continue to be together rather than fighting. So if you'd like to go ahead and uh, be in touch with us, see about uh, downloading the audio version of the podcast, please take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. The RSS link is over on the left-hand side for you. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail message, the phone number over there is 859-HCTV-554. 859-428-8554. No, I do not have it memorized. If you want to try to get in touch with us through uh, G+, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. That's it, that's that was very unprofessional of me. <laughs> Whatever. And of course, if you'd like to drop a couple of dollars our way, patreon.com slash HCTV, and we'll kind of work from there. But in the meantime, please be safe. And the next time you have to renew your ID, if you've got an opportunity to put on there for uh, donor information, just check that box. Because seriously, what are you going to need the shell for when you're done with it? You want to look pretty? Take a picture. Meantime, you all have yourselves a good night, and thank you for being with us as always. I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, too damn many years later, I am still in love. Matene Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, Thank you for listening.